Amen. Church, do you realize how absolutely spoiled rotten we are? I mean, how many places can you go where the choir gets up and just sings an outstanding southern gospel hit, goes into an old hymn, just and then right after that follows it up with some contemporary praise and worship to prepare us for the word of God that's about to be preached. That's not happening everywhere. I'm thankful for Brother Jalen, the choir, the musicians. Man, didn't they do a great job this morning? Let's give them a hand. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. Jalen, I don't look as good in HD as you do. No, that's just what they have. And he agrees. Mm-mm-mm. Ephesians chapter number 6, in verse number 1, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nature, or the nurture, in the admonition of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in word of prayer before the message this morning. Father, we thank you again. For the opportunity to come into your house, Lord, to meet with you, Lord, and to get to feel your presence. God, I just pray that you would be with the preacher, Lord, that you would just fill them up, Lord, that you would pour them out. God, I pray for your anointing and for all that goes along with bringing the word of God. And God, most of all, Lord, I pray that they would be receptive ears to hear your word. And Lord, if there's somebody that's here that's lost and they're undone, they don't know you. God, we pray that today would be the day of salvation. God, we didn't come here just to meet. We didn't come here just to come and to have a good time, although we get to do that, and we thank you for that. But, God, we came so that we would see lives changed, people saved, and, Lord, that we would see great and mighty works of God. And, Lord, that we could give you all the credit because we don't want any of the credit. We just want to get to say we get to bask in the blessing. We love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Fatherhood. You say it's easy. Ow! Can't do this. Doggone. Is this Father's RS? Yes, I can be on hold. Hello. Look, man, I got problems. This fatherhood thing, I, I just can't figure it out. I've been working on it and working on it and working on it, and it just, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. I can't get it figured out. Yes, I have sense. Look, man, do, do you got somebody you can send out to help me? I just, I don't know. I, I, every time I think I got it, it just, it, it won't work the way I think it ought to, and I just need somebody to give me some pointers. Somebody that can fix it. You got anybody like that? You do now. Look, I don't need the goober you sent last time. All right, I need, I need a real expert. You got somebody that has a clue? I mean, I need somebody that knows what they're doing. You got just a guy. Well, I hope so because the last one you sent didn't work. All right, well, just send him on over. Send him on over. Oh, Lord. 
Come on in, it's open. <laughs> you think you can fix this? Son, if I can't fix it, ain't no sense calling nobody else. Okay. All right. Well, have at it. Get your toolbox open here. Let me get down here and see what I got to do. See what's happening here. I just went at it, man. I was just trying to wing it. I can tell you just went at it. Oh. How about hand me that adjustable wrench out of there? Well, what about, what's this Bible doing in here? What's that about? Well, did you follow instructions? What instructions? Son, for a father, that's the best instructions that you'll ever have. The Bible? The Bible. Okay. All right. Well, you mind if I keep your set? I don't have none. I don't mind at all. All right, I'll just keep that with me. What was that you said you needed? I need that adjustable wrench. What are you going to do with that? Well, life's always changing, and fathers need to learn to adjust to the changes. What if I want it my way? It won't work. It won't work, huh? It just won't work. Got to learn to adjust. You know, it's like a nut in a bolt. You got a half-inch nut, and you put that on there, and it's been up there to a three-quarter. Ain't going to fit. It ain't going to fit. But when you adjust it, it'll work. It's and life's the same way. You've got to learn to adjust. If it ain't right and there's a problem, you need to adjust to what the situation is. Life's always changing, isn't it? Yes, sir. Let me All look right. here and see what's going on here. Well, hand me that duct tape out of there. <laughs> what is this, a redneck toolbox? What are you going to do with duct tape? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> let me explain it like this, son. I had an old Chevrolet one time back in my younger days, and that thing, you couldn't even see what color it was for duct tape. What'd you do that for? To hold it together. You take that duct tape off of that thing, and it'll fall apart. Is that right? Yes, sir. And you know, fathers is the same way. Really? You know, we find out that, you know, when... Things ain't working right and things are falling apart. We, uh, we as fathers got to be like duct tape. Hold it together. Just hold it together, huh? Yeah, hold that's it true. together. Sometimes it, life don't go like we think it ought to, huh? No, sir. Sure don't. What else you need? Let me look here and see. That, boy, you got a mess in here. I know it. Story of my life. Hand me that level out of there. Level. 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 What are you going to do with a level? What's that one? What's that well, for? I didn't even use one of these. You ain't never used one. But that's why you ain't got a mess ah, down here. Okay. All right. You see this level right here? A father has to always have a level head on him. If he don't have a level head, things just ain't going to go right. He's got to keep his cool. Uh-oh. That level there, if you don't put that on there, it just ain't going to fit right. So I can't be getting mad all the time? No, sir. I got you it honest. Have a level head and be cool. Cool, calm, and collected, huh? That's exactly yeah. right. Let me see here. I, what else got messed up in here? Man. I told you it's bad. Boy, I tell you it's bad, but I think I can fix it. How uh -huh. many shop towels? You got a mess. <laughs> shop towels? Is it that bad? 
see, no father's perfect, son. Yeah, well. And sometimes a father's just got to clean up the mess. Yeah, that's so. Ain't and that true? Ain't always easy, but he's got to clean it up. Got to clean up the mess. All right. Well, you got plenty to clean up. Let me see here now. Huh. Well, you better give me that rubber mallet out of there. Rubber mallet? What's that got to do with being a father? And I probably could use this. Well, What's it's that not for? for what you think it is. Oh, really? No. Uh-uh. It's for discipline, all right. But a father has to be able to persuade without damaging. Oh. Now, that's why you don't use a regular hammer. That's why you don't use a regular hammer. Ah, well... That regular hammer will bend it and break it and pop it and all that. But you take that rubber mallet right there, and you can persuade them and not damage them. Well, that makes a lot of and sense. And it'll work. Well, okay. All right. Hey, all right. Wait, wait a minute. What? What do you got perfume in here for? You wear perfume? <sighs> Son, sure, you tell got me a lot you don't learn. wear perfume. You got a lot to learn. I can oh. see that right now. Oh. One of the most important things a father can do for his children is be good to their mother. Oh, yeah, that does make sense, don't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. All right. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Ain't nobody happy. Ain't nobody happy. All right. All right, we'll keep mama happy. Well, I, you know, I get... What's the clock for? Are you working on the clock? You ain't working on the, about an hour because you've been doing more talking than you've been working. Hey, son, I would like to be working by the hour, but that's really not what that thing's for. Well, what's this clock for? It's to remind me that the most important thing I can give my kids is time. Oh, well, I hadn't been real good at that one. Amen. Well, I think that what we've done here will settle your problem. You think that got it? I think that's got it. So do I need to use all these tools in this situation when it gets tore up? Yes, sir. Sometimes you may do without one or two of them, but the majority of the time you got to have all these things well. in your life to have a happy home, happy wife, happy children, and especially you happy. Well, I appreciate your help. How about the expert? I think he did a pretty good job, don't you? Amen. Amen. I don't know who was more nervous, me or him. <laughs> Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. I want to share with you just a couple things in the time we have together about what God says about the family. God, he, he, he gave instructions to the family here in this chapter and uh, some encouragements, especially especially to the Father. And if you will, just take a minute, and uh, I want you to write just a couple things down uh, here this morning. Isn't it good to be saved? Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad we got a real expert we can go to when we need the help we need? Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye, what? fathers ye fathers it says provoke not your children to wrath but and this is this is the uh, this is the offensive i guess if you will this is what we need to put into action 
We don't need, we, there's a don't and then there's a do, if you will. Uh, fathers, before we go into the do, remember this. Anger promotes anger. That's the hardest thing in the world I, I, I had to learn is the fact that if, I, if my volume's up, then their, their intensity is going to be up. Their angst is going to be up. Their anxiety is going to be up. And when I'm tense, they're going to be tense. Amen? And the Bible says don't provoke them unto anger. Don't bring that. In other words, we need to always keep the volume down. Say it with me. Keep the volume. Everybody say it. Keep the volume down. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Say amen. Now watch this. Here's the do. Just four things real quickly, and I'll share with them, and then we're going to pray. This is what we do. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, fatherhood is a booger. Say amen. It just, it's, just, it's just hard. You don't, you don't have classes for it. Uh, you don't. You don't. You don't have to have a degree for it. You don't have to uh, 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 get a license for it. You got to have a license for everything. But bringing a child into the world, which is the most important thing in society, uh, you just have to wing it. Amen. But I'm glad the Bible gives us instructions on what to do. And fatherhood is never easy, and it's always different because men think different than women. Say amen. This this lady was uh, watching her a new mother was watching her husband in the nursery. Found this husband staring uh, down in the crib where the newborn baby was. And, and the mother could tell he was captivated by the baby and, and, and by how intently he was staring down at the situation. She was so touched that she finally tiptoed behind him and, and slipped her armor through his and, and said, Honey, what are you thinking? He said, Man, I just can't understand how they're able to make a crib like this for eighty nine ninety five. <laughs> Is that not true? Eighty nine, ninety five. We just we just don't think the same. And sometimes men we get our priorities all mixed up and and and, and there's four things that, that God showed me in this in this verse that I think we need to try to practice. We need to do the very best that we can. First thing, it says, What's that what's that that, that word say when he said, Fathers provoke not your children unto wrath, but what's the next word? Say it with me. Bring what? Them. Bring them. The first thing we need to practice while we are trying our best in this fatherhood thing is we need to practice participation. Participation. Do you remember the last item? You remember the last item that we saw? What was it? And that represented what? Time. I want to I wanna show you a survey, a survey of elementary children that was conducted a few years ago. Ten of the most appreciated qualities in their dad. They were asked, what do they appreciate in their fathers? Ten things. First one, he takes time for me. He listens to me. He plays with me. He invites me to go places with him. He lets me help him. He treats my mother good. He lets me say what I think. Careful right there. Amen. He's nice to my friends. He only punishes me when I deserve it. He isn't afraid to admit when he's wrong. Now, now, fathers, if, if we'd all be honest, we struggle with almost all of them, don't we? But watch this. In the survey that we just read to you, the top five qualities don't involve money, don't involve gifts, don't involve purchases, but it's the number one thing that a child appreciates, and that is what? 
time. If you were to ask a child, how do you spell love? They would spell it T-I-M-E. Say amen. Dr. James Dobson with Focus on the Family, this is, this is uh, after research and studies has been done. He said the average father spends less than a minute of face-to-face communication with his children per day. Per day. One of the most heartbreaking things I ever read in my life was a post that my daughter put on uh, I think Facebook or no it wasn't she was texting a friend and I happened to pick it up and 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 I seen it and and she said my father finally spoke to me the first time in a week and immediately I got defensive and immediately I got mad and then I thought what are you talking about I, and 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 God stopped me in my tracks and said go through the week I went through each day where she was at school and where I was at, at work or at the hospital or wherever. And, and, and every day there was something that took place. And, and I, when I calculated, and, 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 and man, when it dawned on me, she was right. It broke my heart. Because it was completely unintentional. I never dreamed in a million years I had gotten so busy that I hadn't even taken time to say hi. I'm telling you, this is the first one. But it's probably one of the most difficult because we don't think about it. We think about making sure they got clothes, making sure they got food, making sure the rent's paid, making sure all these things that we think is so important, and they are, and they are. But to a child... The most important thing is you to be there. A little child asked his father, he said, Daddy, would you read this book with me? Would you read this book with me? And it's, and it's a, a thick, thicker story than what you could read in one night. And he sat down and, and, and read a few chapters with his son. And he said, well, son, it's time to go to bed. Maybe, maybe one day we'll find out what happens in this story. He says, okay, it's okay. Mom's done read it three times to me. So what's the point? He didn't care nothing about the story. He already knew what was going to happen in the story. He just wanted time. Time. And one of the one of the things that we need to remember. Listen, time is very precious. So I don't have the time that so and so has. Nobody has more time than anybody else. God has given every human being 24 hours a day. Other people make choices in what they do with their time. How many of y'all have realized that we make time for what we think is important? Y'all with me? Now, when we don't make time for our children, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to me right now. I'm preaching to me. I'm going to listen to this CD over and over and over again because I'm so bad with this because I don't think about it and I need to. Time is so important. I watched Jordan walk across the stage. I thought, she's not supposed to be there. She's supposed to be playing with the Barbies. Time. Time is such a precious commodity. Time is something 
that we can't get back. Amen? Listen, participation. Say, where do you get that? What's that word say? It says, it says, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but it doesn't say send. It says bring. Bring them. And if you bring, that means you have to be present. Are y'all with me? I don't think any father should send their kids to church. I don't think they should send their kids to training or to Sunday school or to Wednesday night child development. I don't think, I think they need to bring them. What's good for the child is better for the parent. Are y'all with me? Bring them. Then it says this, bring them up. Bring them up. Say it with me. Bring them up. The second thing we need to provide for our children is not just participation, but we need to provide affirmation. Affirmation. Bring them. Bring them. Do you know the Bible says also train? Come on, train up. Everywhere you see it with fathers or parents dealing with their children, it's always about up. Train up a child in the way he should go. Bring them up up in other words we are not to be tearing them down we're to be bringing them up we are to be encouraging them and letting them know what they are and who they are say amen bring up a child affirmation everybody needs affirmation everybody needs encouragement everybody needs a pat on the back everybody needs an attaboy everybody needs to hear good job good job i remember i remember when i was playing in little league you know, in Little League, uh, sometimes they, they can't afford to have all the referees and the umpires that they need. And, and, uh, and, 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 and sometimes they'll, they'll uh, have a, a, a father come out of the stands and, and be the, the first, uh, a first base umpire, you know, to call uh, outs on first base or third base or whatever. And, and it just so happened one game uh, uh, they called Dad and Dad was there at the first base uh, umpire. And, and, uh, and I remember I was up to bat. And, you know, the dad, no matter who he is, it doesn't matter if his kid's out there playing, he's got to be neutral. I mean, he can't be... He can't be rooting for nobody. He's got to be neutral completely. Do y'all know what I'm saying? Well, I remember I hit the ball and, and, and hit it out in the uh, right center field. And, man, I, I remember coming around first base, and I, I'm telling you to this day, I remember hearing my dad saying, run, boy, run. <laughs> Acted like a ventriloquist, amen. Run, boy, run. I'll never forget the affirmation, encouragement. Do you remember what we you remember what we heard last week? That for every one negative point, every one negative comment, it takes nine positive affirmations, nine positive comments to even out one negative. Let me tell you, let me tell you how I've been my, my life, and I want to change. I've been, I've been the leader, I've been the pastor, I've been, I've been the, the problem solver. My, that's my life. That's my life. This is what I am. This is what I do. People don't come to me with solutions. They come to me with problems. They come to me looking for a solution. They come to me with issues. They come to me with problems in their life. That's all I see 24-7 every day of the week. Uh, people calling, people stopping in, people, listen, I've got a problem, preacher, help me. So my whole mindset, my whole life is geared toward problem solving so guess what I see every time when I go home I don't see what's been good I see what the problem is and many times in my life I I, I didn't see the good that my kid did I said what they done wrong 
and in an effort to help my kid get better, I didn't praise the right. I tried to fix the, the wrong. And guess what? I was writing checks that I didn't have money in the bank for. Because, see, every time you make a negative comment, you're making a withdrawal. You're writing a check. And those positive comments, you're, you're investing in their life. You're investing in their soul. You're investing in their heart and in their sense of well-being and their, 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 their self-esteem. And, and when you begin to make negative comments, you take out of the bank. And if you don't have anything in the bank, you start making, you start making, help me now. Are you all with me? We had problems. And I, and I did. We don't need to do that. One father, one father came home and he taught his son how to mow the grass. And, and he, he, his son mowed the grass and he came home and 95% of the grass was cut just right, just perfect, just like he had been taught. But there was a couple splotches in different places and, 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 and 5% of it was wrong. Guess what the father saw? And this is what he said, can't you do anything right? Those, those statements are so damaging. So damaging. Be careful what you say to your child. But really be careful how you say it to your child. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I hate Father's Day. I do. I hate Father's Day because I got to preach. If I didn't have to preach, I would love Father's Day. I got my gift this morning. I love that part. But when I have to preach it, I realize about how much work I need to do. And by the way, we've got, we've got a courageous series coming up that's all about helping fathers and helping families. If you're so prideful that you don't think you need it, you're going to keep struggling with this thing called fatherhood because you're not willing to call for Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying you need to sign up for Courageous because everybody needs help. Everybody does. When I start teaching this, I start seeing how, how, how much work I need to do, how much help that I need, how much that I need to be working on being a good father. Say, preacher, I'm, I'm 98 years old. It don't matter. You're never too old to learn something new. Amen? Amen. Dorothy Briggs, we're talking about affirmation, building up, encouraging. Dorothy Briggs writes in her child's self-esteem. This is what she said. All parents want their children to avoid the big mistakes, becoming delinquents, alcoholics, drug abusers. How many of y'all would agree with that? We all want our kids to avoid that stuff. We don't want them to do wrong. But we, we want more than that, don't we? It's not that we just want them to stay out of jail. It's not that we just want them to stay out of crack house. It's not that we just want them to stay out of trouble. We want more for them. We want them to be good citizens. We want more. We want their, our children to succeed at school and at work. We want our children to have inner confidence and healthy relationships, a sense of purpose and meaning, and for Christians especially, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, this is what all parents want. Sometimes we find it difficult to figure out how to make it possible. This is what she says. With a lot of research, they found time and time again how to make all this possible. The how is building high self-esteem in your children. She defines self-esteem as this. How a person feels about him or herself. Now watch this. This is what it's not. 
High self-esteem is not noisy conceit. It's not braggadocious. It's not a sinful pride. It's not being so cocky and arrogant that nobody wants to be around you. Actually, that is just a mask for low self-esteem. Most people will build up for what they don't have, and then they go overboard with it. Say amen. A lot of adults can learn from that, can't we? Can't we? But this is a quiet sense of self-respect, a feeling of self-worth. Watch this. When you have this, you are glad you are who you are. And with high self-esteem, you don't waste time and energy impressing others. You already know that you have value. Ladies and gentlemen, does your children know that they have value? Because you've been affirming them. You've been encouraging them. You've been lifting them up and you've been putting affirming comments into their life. I tell you, I've messed up bad in that area. And I'm not making excuses. I'm not, I, 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 know, I know what the issue is and I know what I need to do. And, it, and this doesn't just translate in, in father and child. It's the same way with uh, husband and wife, me and Tammy. Uh, you know, she just wants me to listen. I want to fix. No, she shares something with me, and I, I, I'm Joe Friday. The facts, man, just the fact. Give me the facts, and I'll tell you what to do about this. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, it's, and it totally disregards the relationship. Let's be affirming. Bring them, bring them, never tear them down. Bring them up. Bring participation up, affirmation. Bring them up in the, what's that word? Nurture, say it with me. Bring them up in the? Nurture. The word nurture there, if you look it up in your Strong's Concordance, it means education. So we need not only participation, we need not only uh, affirmation, we need education. We need to teach our children the Word of God. We need to teach our children the Word of God. Let me say it again. We need to teach our children the Word of God. They need to know some things. They need to have information to know how to live life. Did you see? Did you see what my father... And by the way, if you didn't know who the expert was that come out, that was my father. And he said the first thing that he asked me is, uh, did you follow directions? And where are the directions? Right there. This is the owner's manual to life. God said, I created it. I designed it. I'm the divine architect. And this is how to run smoothly. Follow directions. Somebody say amen. I'd rather my child know who Moses was than know how to throw a football. I'd rather my child know who Jesus was and how Jesus died and how Jesus lived and how Jesus is coming again. I want them to know what thus saith the Lord says. I want them to know about salvation and how to be saved. I want them to know that there is a God in heaven that loves them more than anything else in the world. I don't, I don't think we ought to force our kids to do that. You make them brush their teeth and you make them eat nasty vegetables, say amen. Make them go to church. No, no. Bring them. Bring them. Say amen. Education. What do they know? By the way, it's hard for them, us to teach them something we don't know. Zoom, zoom. Education. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Deuteronomy 6. Verse 6, and these words which I command them thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, 
and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Do you think God thought his word was important? And when they get up in the morning, when they go to bed at night, all day show them who I am. Education. Say it with me. Bring means participation. Say it with me. Number one, bring means up means affirmation. Bring them up. Build them up. Build them up. Affirmation. Uh, in the nurture, what's that mean? Education. We need to educate our children. Uh, number four, there has to be some regulation. It says bring them up in the nurture and admonition. The word admonition means discipline. It means warning, rebuke. Uh, this is an area that we're really messing up with in America. We're ceasing to discipline our children. A child needs to know what no means. Not maybe, not one, two, three. Don't count with your children. If you say no, you mean no. If you, you say you're going to get a spanking, give them the spanking. Don't have a countdown. That's for NASA. I'm serious. This is ridiculous. I saw, I saw a three-year-old toddler manhandle a 250-pound man in food world. That's ridiculous. The toddler needed a whipping, and so did the father. God made you bigger for a reason. Listen, children are born out of control. Y'all with me? Children are born out of control. Every child comes into this world out of control. The Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. I've had foolishness driven from me several times in my lifetime. Here's the point. A child is born out of control. You ever you ever watch a you ever watch a a, 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 a parent a, a young mother or a young father and, and, and they're trying to get little Johnny to pay attention and, and, and they're trying to teach him something when he don't care nothing about it he's he's working them now now Johnny we don't do that because and, and you you know you don't 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 stick your finger in there you know because you're gonna get shot and you're gonna get a permanent orange afro and everything don't don't just just try to and, and this little fella this little fella's working him and he ain't listen. Don't explain it. Don't train it. It's not time for training until you get them under control. Discipline is about getting them under control because you cannot train or teach anything to a child if they are out of control. The first, that's why it's so critical to start early with the training of a child. They've got to get under control. You've got to get them under control. Then you can teach something. Are y'all with me? You don't try to explain all the, all the ideas and all the, uh, the, 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 the information about electricity. You say, don't put your finger in there because I said so. Y'all with me? I had, a lady, I had a lady tell me this one time. I don't understand you. You're teaching about spanking a child uh, for, for hitting their self. You're, you're, you're teaching them not to hit by hitting. That's not. I said, no. I said, I'm not spanking them for hitting their sister. I'm spanking them for not obeying me. I'm spanking them for disobedience. Now, here's the deal. Some of y'all done got sideways already. Let me help you with something. Let me help you with something. If we don't, if we don't teach and train our children what no means, 
And if we don't help them associate disobedience with pain, then they're going to disobey all of their life, and one day they're going to end up in prison in the worst kind of pain there is, and you're going to, and they're going to wonder why, and you're going to know it's your fault. Because if you don't teach them to mind authority, your authority, they're not going to mind the judge's authority, they're not going to mind uh, the policeman's authority, and worst of all, they're not going to mind God's authority. Now listen, I can't stand, it nauseates me to see a child abused. And I hope you know me well enough to understand I'm not talking about abusing a child. A spanking is in the Bible and it's not abuse. And if you've got issues with that and you don't understand the line there, then you need to make some appointments and get some help. But I do believe in discipline a child to get them under control. Once they are under control, then you can begin to teach them what they need to know and build that relationship with them. Are y'all with me? Man, don't be afraid to discipline your child. A man had had triplets, identical triplets, triplet sons. They were always loyal to each other. They'd never tattle on each other. I mean, it was always hard to discipline. And and a neighbor asked the father, said, how in the world do you know which one to punish if there's trouble? He said, oh, that's easy. He said, I just send all three of them to bed without their supper, and the next morning I spank the one with the black eye. That's the wisdom of Solomon right there, buddy. Hey, church, say amen. All right. Bring means. Come on, y'all. Hurry, I'm out of time. Bring means. Uh, uh, bring them up. Up means. Affirmation, bring them up in the nurture, which means education. education. And then in the admonition, that means regulation. And by the way, I put the the definition, the word regulation down. It means the duty of watching or guarding for the sake of proper direction or control. In other words, maintaining discipline. How many of y'all know we we need to regulate our children? Keep them going the right direction. Amen? Then lastly, lastly, number five, number five. Bring means participation. Bring them up. Up means uh, affirmation. Bring them up in the nurture. That means education. And admonition, that means regulation, discipline. The admonition of the Lord. That means salvation. Salvation. The number one thing you can do for your child is to teach them about Jesus. The number one thing and the number one responsibility, let me say it this way. The number one responsibility we have as parents is to bring our children to Jesus. Church, say amen. Let me read a verse. Jalen, you come on up. I want to read this verse while we, while we pray. Psalms 78, 1 through 7. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. 
For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children that they might set their hope in God. Say that with me. That they might set their hope in God. Say it again. That they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. You don't know whether you've been a successful father by how your child turns out. It's by how they raise their child. Do you see what that verse says? That the generation to come might tell it to their children. Not so they can go to church. Not so you can say, hey, we're all in church together. That's not what it's all about. It's that when darkness comes and difficulty comes and the stresses of this life come and the temptations of the world come, that they will set their hope in God. Not in church, not in religion, but in an almighty God who loves them and cares about them and who created them for His glory and He wants a relationship with them. Let's bring them up, encourage them, affirm them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. They need to know the Lord. They don't need to know about the Lord. They need to know the Lord on a personal basis. And all God's people say it. Father, in Jesus' name, as we all stand to our feet, God, I pray that you'll help us today. God, there's so much work I got to do. There's so much work I have to do. There's so much attention I have to give and so much I need to get done I pray that you help me I pray that you help me as every head's bowed and every eye closed I wonder I wonder how many fathers would come around this altar right here and let's pray for each other because I, I need to work on all this stuff and maybe you need help in the areas that we talked about maybe maybe you, you could use some extra help just come and find a place in this altar and we're going to pray for each other I'm going to pray for you, and I want you to pray for me. And, and we're just going to encourage each other today, encourage each other to, 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 to uh, fulfill the responsibility that we have with our children. That's it, guys. Come on. Say, I'm not a father yet. Well, you might be one soon after you get married in 20 years. Amen. Find a place in this altar. Let's just pray. Father, bless all these men. God, bless the men who, who are struggling. God, bless the men today that are grieving. Lord, we have... We are praying for some families, Lord, that have, Lord, lost their children. God, and we're praying for their, their comfort and we're praying for their peace. And God, we're praying that you'll touch them and help them. And Lord, I know it's so difficult and it's so hard right now. And, and God, the pain is unbearable. But God, you are a God who can give comfort. You are a God who can, who can mend broken hearts. And Lord, you can give comfort when we don't even know what to say. You can do it for us. Father, we pray for the, the fathers that are struggling with all these areas that we talked about. God, touch them and help them, Lord. I, I need help. I need help, and, and they do too. Lord, we're coming before you. You said if any of us lack wisdom, to ask you, and you would give it freely. And I pray that you'll do that very thing. And Father, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.